following is a continuation in our series looking at the effects of sin on areas of our lives and how Jesus seeks to speak into them. We hope you enjoy. All right, go and turn to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 to 27. If you can hear me, clap twice. If you can hear me, point to someone. Thank you. (laughs) One person. (laughs) All right. Genesis chapter 1. It's on page 1. All right. Tonight, we are going to talk about body image. And we're going to look at how the fall has deformed our view of body image. And how Jesus speaks into that and shows us how we should view ourselves. And just before I pray, I want to at least preface this. We tend to view this as a female struggle, but it really is a human struggle. Because we all have flawed views of ourselves. And that flaw comes from the fall. So, let me pray for us, and then we'll jump in. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for this time that we can open your scriptures. We do pray that as we wrestle with this idea of what we look like and how we are made, that we would turn to you and give those struggles to you so that we can see ourselves as being made in your image and that we would be able to live in the blessings of what that means for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So Andy Crouch wrote a book called Strong and Weak, and he discusses this phenomenon that only the human species experiences, the experience of nakedness. So no other creature on the earth wrestles with nakedness like we do. All the animals, they don't care. They don't care that they're naked. They have fur. They're running around eating. They're doing whatever they're doing. And it just doesn't matter to them. But for us as human beings, we find it scary. We find it vulnerable. It's not something we want. Like our biggest nightmares, be caught in front of people naked. That's a scary thought. okay? Because we're exposed. We're naked and exposed. We're vulnerable. He writes this, Of all the creatures in the world... Only human beings can be naked. By adulthood, every other creature naturally possesses whatever fur, scales, or hide that are necessary to protect it from its environment. No other creature, even naked mole rats or Mr. Bigglesworth, the hairless cat of Mike Myers' Dr. Evil, shows any sign in its natural state of feeling incomplete in the way that human beings consistently do. Only human beings live our whole lives able to return to a state that renders us uniquely vulnerable Not just to nature, but to one another. Oftentimes, you and I feel so uncomfortable in our bodies. Like we look at other people and we say, I wish I looked more like them. Or I wish that I had their hair. Or I wish that I had their physique. Or I wish I was as fast or strong as them. And so often we look at other people and we compare ourselves and that causes us to say, well, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not fast enough. I am not handsome enough. I'm ugly. I'm fat, etc., etc. And while we're still called to care for our bodies, it's important that we care for our bodies because our bodies are a temple of the Lord. Oftentimes, we have such a flawed view of how God has created us and who God has created us to be, and that causes us to sin. And that sin is against God, but we're, we're, we're being really harsh on ourselves. And tonight, I hope we can at least begin the conversation 
about what it looks like to look at our bodies and not be revolted, not be afraid, and not be comparing ourselves always to others, but at least begin the conversation about how we can look at what the Scriptures say about who God has made us to be so that we can understand how amazing it is that He has created us. So, Genesis 1, 26-27. This is a passage that we have read many times here. Kind of our main point for tonight, if you're taking notes, is that we're made in God's image, but sin tells us that that image is flawed. We're made in God's image, but sin tells us that that image is flawed. So the first of our two questions tonight, how has the fall deformed body image for us? We're going to start by looking at this passage. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So when God created mankind, he created it good. Right? There was no problem or flaw with his design. He created it perfect. He instituted things like beauty and strength as good, wonderful things that human beings get to possess. And as a reflection of his character, we are called to live out that image. We are image bearers. We bear God's image. And this is a wonderful, good thing. He creates us male and female. All things were good. Neither struggles or issues should be had with the way that we were created. But here comes the fall, right? And the fall messes things up. So Genesis 3, 7 to 10. I believe Luke is going to read that for us. Whatever you're ready. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. What the fall did was it came and it took something amazing and good. The fact that we are made in God's image, and it twists it, it deforms it, it makes it ugly, makes it crooked. And for Adam and Eve, they sinned, and they, as we see in verse 7, they knew that they were naked. It was revealed to them. Sin had exposed something about themselves that they did not like. So what did they do? You can answer this. They hid, right? They hid in the bushes, and then they sewed fig leaves for themselves to cover themselves up. This knowledge brought shame. And shame causes us to do what? To turn where? Does it cause us to go towards others? No, it causes us to go inward. Deep inward. Because our shame wants us to feel isolated. Our shame wants us to feel alone. With knowledge came sin, and with sin came shame. And shame always seeks to turn us away from the God that loves us. And shame wants us to push all that away. And that is the source of our struggles with body image. People who struggle with body image tend to not have issues seeing other people as beautiful, but they're really, really harsh on themselves. In fact, I want to share the findings of a global study that was done 13 years ago by the Dove Soap Company. And it's called The Real Truth About Beauty Revisited. And they found that 80% of women can see beauty in other people. But only 4%, they interviewed 6,500 women in this study, only 4% of those found themselves to be beautiful. Which means that we as human beings 
really struggle to find beauty in ourselves, but we're pretty easy to find it in others. We very rarely see it in ourselves. Yes. Do you see the dichotomy there? We look at other people and we're like, oh man, they're really pretty, or they're really good at this, or they're really fast, or really strong. But what do we do when we look at ourselves? We beat ourselves up. We constantly point out our flaws. We don't like to highlight the things that are actually good about us because we focus on the things that we don't like. In ourselves, we tend to be the most critical. Sin reveals pride, and pride wants to make everything about ourselves. And shame plus pride is a terrible combination. Because again, it's going to cause us to turn inward. It's going to cause us to get more prideful. And we're going to always be looking at others and think, man, I wish I had that. I wish I was as good as that. And this distortion of something that was meant for our good makes this ugly. It makes it really hard. It's a whole lot easier and safer to be more critical of ourselves than it is of others. That's kind of a coping mechanism that we have when we deal with something like the shame of body image. Now, something we need to acknowledge is that with the fall came certain effects. Certain things happen now because of the fall, like things like acne, things like, you know, deformities, things like eyesight issues, height, weight, uh, whatever you want to throw in there. Yes, there are effects of the fall that happen because of sin. Like for me, my eyesight. I really don't like my eyesight. I have one eye that sometimes if you're looking at me, it's just going to go over this way and I can't control it. And I'm really self-conscious of that. Y'all are looking at this eye right now. I can tell. So I'm just going to cover up this eye for the rest of the lesson. I will always have to wear corrective lenses. I can never get corrective surgery because of a particular issue with my eyes. And I struggle with that because I've always had this problem. It's always been a shortcoming of mine. And that's something I have to deal with on a regular basis. There are things about our bodies that we don't like, and that's because of the fall. We need to acknowledge that, yes, there are things that happen to us, and there are things about us that happen because sin exists in the world. But God doesn't want us to focus on those things. The struggle is real, and we need to be aware of that. Again, only 4% of those people in that study found something in themselves that they viewed as beautiful. And that tells us so much about our hearts. It tells us so much about how much stock we put into how we think about ourselves. We're always wanting to be as fast, skinny, strong, pretty as the next person. Okay, Think about your own struggle with this. What are your pitfalls? What are the areas that you struggle with this? Maybe it's a comparison to others. Maybe there's somebody in your class that you really wish you were more like or looked like, had qualities like. We need to be aware of those so that we can... Turn to Jesus with them. So let's spend the rest of our time looking at how Jesus reforms this. Psalm 139. Caleb's going to come read Psalm 139, 13 through 16 for us. My inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully knitted. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unfolded substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Even though our image of ourselves has changed because of the fall, God's view of us as image bearers has not changed. And that's, that's our starting point here. And just as a side note, that does not mean that we are to look at you know, qualities that we may have and just fully accept them. Oh, I'm just made this way, so I must always live like this. We'll touch on that in later lessons. But as David's writing this, he's recognizing that God has knitted him A certain way. He has formed him and loves him no matter what. So no matter the struggle or view, God's love never changes for us. We may hate ourselves. We may not like ourselves. But God loves 
us. David praises God because he is fearfully and wonderfully made. We see that in verse 14. God knows all of our faults. And the most wonderful thing about this is he knows our faults and he still loves us. Like we often look at our faults and we say, why would anybody love me because of this? Why would anybody think I'm pretty? Why would anybody think I'm handsome? Why would anybody think I look good? God doesn't care about that. God looks at the heart of man, not the outward appearance. And David, he's praising God for the way that he has been made. He made us and loves us. He doesn't forget that we are made in God's image. We tend to be the ones that forget that we are made in God's image. This is unconditional love, and it's freely given to us through Christ. So our last passage for this evening, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I'm going to have Caitlin come up and read that for us. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the perfect will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Paul addresses something here that we need to think about as we wrestle with how Jesus reforms the way that we view ourselves. We can easily just sit back and, well, if God doesn't care what I look like, then whatever, right? That's anything but the case. God actually does care about our bodies and how we care for them. Now, when it becomes an idol, that is when... God does not want us to go down that road. So yes, we are to care for our bodies. That's why we need exercise. That's why we need healthy sleep patterns. That's why we need to care for ourselves. But sometimes we can take that so far that it becomes an obsession. It becomes idolatry. It becomes something that we worship. And that's what we need to be careful of. God does care how we treat ourselves here on this earth. In fact, there were a group of people, and we've mentioned this group of people before, that a lot of the books are written towards... They're called the Gnostics. And these Gnostics were people that said, well, God only cares about the soul, so it does not matter what I do with my body. So what they would do is they would give themselves over to all types of sin, gluttony, sexuality. They would essentially defame their own bodies because they didn't care about the body. All they cared about was the soul. God cares about our body and soul. He cares about the whole of us. God does not desire for us to just give our bodies away to whatever. This is why eating you know, 12 bags of Doritos a day is probably not a good idea for us. Okay? Maybe just five bags. Maybe make a concession. Okay? 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. Again, another danger we can fall into is that God has created me and loves me, so you know I have to take care of this body no matter the cost. And we just, you know, we're at the gym 12 hours a day, we're lifting weights, we're trying to exercise and lose weight, and again, it becomes that idol, that obsession, and that is not healthy for us either. God wants us to look at our bodies and say, yes, this is a temple that God has asked me to take care of, and I'm going to do my best to take care of that, but I want to honor God and not be prideful in the midst of that. Jesus' desire is for us to look at our bodies and look at those insecurities. And instead of dwelling on them and being shameful of them, actually taking those and exposing them and bringing them to him and say, Lord, I really struggle with this part about me. I hate this about myself. Please do something with this. Reform this in my heart. Take this burden and help me understand. Help me to, to be content. Our culture and most definitely social media do not help us in these areas of body image. There is hope, though. 
when we take our eyes off of what we try to present ourselves up. I mean, do y'all find that exhausting? Like the whole, you have to put your best pictures up. You got to make sure the like angles just right. Like there are people that spend hours doing this just for their social media accounts. But there is one person that I heard this back in January. I want to share it with you. There's one person who's starting to buck against this a little bit. Y'all know who Scarlett Johansson is. Okay, Scarlett Johansson, actress, she was in the Marvel movies. She is starting to push back against the way that media portrays celebrities. She's really trying to expose and to bring to light just the whole idea. So when pictures are put up of celebrities, they're often hours of editing and photoshopping and filters and all sorts of stuff that are made to make these images look perfect and wonderful. And she is actually doing something very interesting. So this is a picture that you typically see of Scarlett Johansson. Okay? Right? Here's what she has on her Facebook page. You see the difference. She really wants to normalize being normal. She wants to normalize not having to doctor yourself up, not having to put filters on, not having to make sure you have the right angle and the right lighting. Right under this caption, she says, behind the glamour, behind the makeup, behind all the flashy clothes, there's an ordinary girl who just happens to have an extraordinary job. I've seen young girls follow celebrities and try to be like one of them, try to attain perfection, to have the perfect body, the perfect skin tone. They're not fully aware of the fact that behind the looks are a lot of designers, makeup artists, Photoshop, video editing. The whole sense of beauty is flawed. There's no good at looking good if you are conscious all the time about how you look. You should be carefree. Love the real you the way you are so that even if you are without makeup, you can look in the mirror with a big smile and embrace your imperfections. Just imagine if you don't even love yourself, how do you expect anyone to love you? So first and foremost, learn to love yourself by being who you are and not what the world wants you to be. All you need to do is to have a great heart and be compassionate towards others. I hope to spread the message and with the world, yada, yada, all that fluffy stuff. Now, I want to recognize that this is a very secular take on this, but I think she actually has something very important to say here for all of us. Like We all have this struggle. We all want people to like us. We all want people to think that we look good. But as much as we want others to think we look good, we never think we look good. We never are proud of who we are. But there's an important question that we're asking here with this struggle, with this struggle of body image. We're asking the question that we're going to actually unpack a little bit more in the next coming weeks. Who am I? Who am I? That's the question that all of us are seeking to answer. There are so many consuming pressures that are trying to answer that question for you. I want the Bible to inform the answer to that question for you. So it doesn't matter if you're a guy or girl. We all have struggles in various ways. And just as Scarlett Johansson said, there is no good at looking good if you're conscious all the time about how you look. By looking at how Jesus reforms this view of ourselves, he tells us that we are made in the image of God and he loves us no matter what the imperfections are. That should shape the way that we view ourselves. Not what the world says, not what the culture says. We are made in God's image. Sin tells us that that image is flawed, but Jesus wants you to know that he loves you just the way you are. He loves you no matter your height, weight, eyesight, whatever it is. He loves you, not your image of yourself. His desire is for you to see his image in you. And that's really what I hope that we can at least start the conversation about tonight in small groups. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for this time that we can 
open the scriptures and wrestle with this difficult topic, I pray that you would help us all to see the way that we view ourselves and that we would reform that, Lord, by the grace of your Son, that we would be able to see ourselves being made in the image of God and not just focus on our imperfections. So we praise you for the way that you make us. We praise you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And just ask that you be with the students and help them to wrestle with this issue as well. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. We hope this has been helpful for you. Please keep an ear out for more audio upcoming from WYM.